and welcome to the Cleverly Changing Podcast. Our podcast is all about learning how to educate your kids. I'm one of the hosts, Elle, and this is episode 32. In this episode, my husband and I reflect on our relationships and our memories of our moms and our grandmothers in honor of Mother's Day. If you find yourself homeschooling for whatever reason, listen to this episode and be sure to tell a friend. If you're a new listener to our podcast, thank you for joining us. I am an entrepreneur, mom to twin girls, and this podcast is not only for parents who homeschool their children, but it is also for all parents who want to supplement their child's education. Our goal is to provide you with encouragement, insight about African history, and support as a parent and home educator. New episodes are uploaded bi-weekly, so please remember to subscribe and share. If you want to keep this podcast going, please consider donating to our Patreon page. You can start your donation at only $2 a month, but of course, we want you to donate more if you can. Visit patreon.com slash cleverlychanging. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash C-L-E-V-E-R-L-Y-C-H-A-N-G-I-N-G. Today's African proverb is, we are born from the womb of our mother. We are buried in the womb of the earth. And that proverb is from Ethiopia. It's now time for the word of the episode. Tumbo means womb in Swahili. buying me food (laughs) can you think of one thing that you've learned that I've taught you um fractions or at least kind of the basics of it but yeah thank you hi Layla what else have you what's one of your earliest memories with me being your mom I'm not sure, like, I can, I can only remember, like, around three and up, so I, by the time I was three, it was just an established fact, but, like, you're my mom, so, yeah. Do you remember when we used to sit in your room and we would read to you, like, the Boxcar Children series? Do you remember that? I remember Dad doing that, actually, but, Yeah. So it started with me reading it. Okay. But, but then um, dad kind of took over uh-huh. and that became my, my personal time. So I let dad do nighttime routine so yeah. that I could have some me time. He still does that, but yeah. Yeah, he still does nighttime routine.
All right. So do you have one memory of something that we did that was a totally new experience that you enjoyed? Mm, uh, well, I'd say one of my classes, but most of the time dad takes us to our classes, actually. And unless it's like ceramics or something, which is, yeah, but, um, swimming, pretty much, yeah. Okay. What about one of your favorite family vacations that we went on? Um, the recent cruise. That was fun. What was fun about it? I got to eat ice cream. You enjoyed the ice cream cones on the cruise? Yeah. And sleeping, because sleeping is nice. <laughs> One of the memories that I have where I feel like I was learning a lesson as a mom, last year around this time, we went ziplining. Oh, yeah? And I'm afraid of heights. I think I inherited that you, but... You didn't zipline with me, but... Layla did, and she, I got to the top, and I was afraid. I looked down, and I was like, I cannot do this. And Layla looked at me like, you are embarrassing me, Mom. <laughs> it's just, she walked away, and she went ahead, and she did the courses. But how? And I walked down the steps and took off the gear, and I was like, wow, I just, I can't do it. And I remember seeing her face and she just looked so disappointed. And so I was like, well, let me try again. So a few minutes later, I felt like I tried to do something else. And then a few minutes later, I got in line again and I put back on the protective gear and tried it again. And that time I did all the courses and I wasn't so afraid. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, if my daughter could do it, so can I. And I also, a trick that I used, I didn't look down. I, so I would only look to, to the spot where I wanted to be instead of looking at where I was presently. And so that really helped me get through each obstacle and when we went on vacation during the summer, we actually went ziplining for real outside, very high. And were you scared? Well, um, surprisingly, no. Just, like, it was actually pretty nice scenery, and so I, I actually enjoyed it more than I was afraid. But, of course, like, f f like starting it at first was a little scary because on, on the way to the first... Um, tower that you zipline to, there's a really, really tall staircase. And so that was a little scary, but yeah. Yeah, I'm glad we did it together because I think everybody in the family had to push themselves. Yeah. Because when we went to the indoor ziplining place, dad and you, you didn't really participate no. at all. And I just took pictures. Yeah. And so to see how we went from the indoor zip line to actually doing it like really high outside above the tree line and above the treetops and everything, even in water. It was just a time where we just had a good time. And I feel like 
you know, whether it's trying new star fruit, trying new foods or trying new activities, when we do it together, it makes it better. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for having a conversation with me. Um, you're welcome. Have a good day. Welcome to another Cleverly Changing Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to my husband about our mothers. For this episode, we are doing a Mother's Day episode to honor our moms and our grandmothers. So without further ado, let us jump into it. All right. So what are some of your earliest memories of your mom? Uh, so off the top of my head, uh, the first one, one of the first ones that comes to mind was, is when I was little, uh, my mom used to take us to the duck pond to feed the ducks. And that's it. I remember going to the duck pond and feeding the ducks, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I also remember she used to read to us a whole lot. Um, uh, I have a younger brother and an older sister. We're all like within two or three years of each other. And so she used to read to all of us together uh, in the afternoons, in the summertime, and stuff like that. And so it was a fond memory because I remember, uh, I'm trying to remember what book she read to us. Well, I know we all read like Roots together when I was a little kid. That was interesting and a little traumatizing, but it was interesting. What about you? So... My earliest memories of my mom is I remember sitting in her lap and she would do my hair. She would read to me. And I remember when my cousins from up north would come down to visit and we would just have just a good time as a family. My mom and my sisters always come up with different jokes and make us laugh. So those are some of my earliest memories I think um, one another memory that is really a, a fond memory of mine is when my mom taught me how to make my first first meal. It was breakfast, and she taught me how to make scrambled eggs. And I remember having to stand on a little step stool in order to reach the stove, and she showed me how to scramble the eggs, how to crack an egg, scramble the eggs, and mix it with cheese and milk, and I just, I I remember that lesson, and it kind of has stayed with me as one of my fondest early memories of my mom. So... <laughs> When thinking of your mom, what are some of the lessons that you want to pass down to your daughters that your mom taught you? I don't know. It's a long list of things, but I think the the ones that stick out to me, at least, they came to my mind when you said the question was like... Uh, my mom taught me to love reading and love learning. Um, when I was younger, this was years ago, back before like having a computer in your house was normal. And so we used to always have encyclopedias around the house. And so anytime I would ask my mom a question about something, um, 
a lot of times she would say, go look it up, go figure it out. And so she taught me how to learn. Um, she didn't just teach me everything. It wasn't just, uh, here's the information, memorize it and repeat it. She taught me how to learn. And I think that's important because now with, uh, you know, so many sources of information that can be disparate and uh, in varying levels of truth, it's good to know how to research for yourself and not just go by what you saw on your Facebook feed or whatever. So I think that's important. And then my mom also taught me uh, something I also want to pass into my kids is uh, the idea of like, I guess it's related to the same thing, just about how to learn for yourself. Because there was a lot of things I wanted to do when I was a child. Like I remember one time, me and my brother found a bird in our backyard, and my mom like allowed us to try and make a birdhouse for the bird. We, it didn't come out very well. The bird ended up dying, I believe, or something. But she gave us a lot of room to explore and try new things. And I think that's what part of a parent's job is to give your child a place where they can kind of feel safely and try things safely. So I got to try doing lots of things. I got to experiment doing lots of things. If I was interested in something, my mom would, and it was not something bad, my mom would like allow me to explore it. And even like when I was a kid, I, you know, I was interested in art. And so she took the time to set up a meeting so I could meet with a, uh, um, like a traditional artist that lived in the area and talk to them and ask them questions and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that led me to be more willing to experiment and try different things as I got older and it gave me the confidence to you know pursue the career that I'm in now because a lot of times uh, people will be more fearful of trying different things if they don't see an example around them. when you were saying that about your mom it made me think of some of my early memories of my mom and the lessons that I want my girls to learn and one of the lessons that comes to mind for me is my mom often helped other, other people and she had several friends who were blind. And I remember we would go to their homes and often help clean up and just help them around their houses. And so I want my daughters to recognize when others are in need and if they can assist, I want them to help out. And I feel like that's how I try to live my life and be someone who is willing to give of myself to others. Um, and that's really one of the foundational lessons that my mom has taught me that I still carry with me. One other lesson that I've learned from her is about public speaking. My mom was very hard on me growing up when it came to speaking in front of others. And I often would have to practice and practice over and over again. And she would say, articulate your words. And she would always give me different pointers. And I think those lessons that she drilled in me at an early age have remained with me. So when I go out and I speak, I think of her saying, speak with confidence, hold your head up. And those are really lessons that I want my daughters to learn. I want them to be confident in front of others and speak articulately. <laughs> I remember when I was younger, I was 
I was told I was very shy. And so my mom used to always encourage me to go speak up for myself and ask for stuff for myself. And I remember she would like, I forget where we were, but it was something I needed to go ask somebody. And she was like, no, I'm not going to do it for you. You're going to do it for yourself. And I remember spending like hours being nervous and scared and like, no, I'm too scared. Can you do it for me? Can we just leave? Whatever. She's like, no, we're not leaving until you go do whatever it was I needed to do. Finally, I did it. And uh, that's something that I remembered for a long time because, yeah, it was scary, but I overcame my fears and she stayed there with me with it, through it and stuff like that. So, yeah. What are some lessons that you have personally learned from your mom that you still take to heart now? What is the difference between this question and the last question? <laughs> I'm not sure. So the I will last, say the last that, question was, what are you teaching your kids that your mom taught you? Yeah, so the things I'm teaching my kids and my mom taught me are mostly things that I learned from my mom that I took to heart. <laughs> I think they're a little bit different, but okay. I can come up with something else. Uh, so my mom <laughs> taught me... Uh, she taught me a lot of stuff. I think, uh, hmm. so she taught me good habits in terms of taking care of myself and being healthy. Uh, I remember when we were little, we were not, we were like vegetarians, I think, but I remember around like when I was maybe 10 or 11, I don't know, I might be making up those numbers, but she decided we were going to be vegan. And so no more cheese, no more like, uh, chocolate and all this other stuff and it was annoying at the time uh but looking back it's probably a good even probably good for me or whatever but uh she taught me like to not just necessarily follow what you've been and, like it's fine to change change direction and change pace and and try different things so i remember we tried a bunch of like because this was back in the day before like vegan was hip and cool or whatever and so it was a struggle trying to find like vegan alternatives for things and stuff like that. But it was interesting and I learned from it and it made me more willing to try different things because I know like I've met kids now and they're like, oh, I don't eat tomatoes. Tomatoes are nasty. But I remember when I was a kid, if it was on the plate, I kind of had to eat it. And yeah, I want my kids to learn that lesson now. But um <laughs> I think being, I wouldn't say being forced to try different things, but being in a position where I had to try different things made me more open and more flexible to trying new things and not so scared of something different. Because I've definitely run into kids, it's like all they eat is like macaroni and cheese and chicken nuggets and stuff like that. And it's like, you've never tried like a salad or you've never tried like some regular stuff that everyone eats. All right. Well. <laughs> did you forget your question that you just asked me no I didn't forget it I wanted to ask you another question basically I want to know do you think that you possess any personality traits as your your mom So I feel like that's kind of uh, 
So, like, if you grew up around your mom, it's kind of hard to not possess any personality traits of her. Unless y'all was, like, in separate rooms all your life. Y'all were social distancing as a child or something. Uh, it's the nature versus nurture thing. Some of it is just ingrained in you because, you know, you came from the same DNA. And some of it's nurture. Like, if you're hanging around someone who acts a certain way or uh, talks a certain way or whatever. Just like, you know, people are born with an accent. Not born with an accent, but they inherit an accent from their parents or whatever because they hear them talking that way. Uh, I think that's the way it goes. Uh, I guess I'm lucky that I was born to parents who had at least some good character attributes. Um, but yes, I definitely took on some of her character traits in terms of like, I guess the major one that people notice is like, I'm not the always talking person. I'm more quiet. And she's definitely the same way. So... I often think, how am I like my mom? And when it comes to personality, my mom never meets a stranger. And I think I am, in some ways, I'm outgoing like she is. I definitely will talk to anybody. So if somebody, if I'm someplace new and I'm next to someone that I don't know. I may be afraid to talk to them, but more likely than not, I'm going to strike up a conversation and say a few words, which is very much like my mom. She never meets a stranger. And it's my kids who really pointed it out to me and said, mom, you just like grandmom, you'll talk to anybody. And so that's kind of what I think I have taken to heart and one way that I'm I'm really like her. I also like to read. She was always or is always trying to better herself with knowledge and she likes to carry books around. So she doesn't always read them, but she definitely always keeps a book with her. And I think I'm very similar in that I have high hopes or reading several books around the same time and I'll take them with me wherever I go. So I'm more likely than that, I will have more than one book on me, but I'm not always reading them. I should read more than I do, but that is another attribute where I'm very similar to my mom. Like, so in your question, you said, uh, what's something you learned that you took to heart? I think that a lot of the things that we pick up from our parents are not things that we intentionally pick up. Because I know, you know, there's people that, like, their parents are racist and they're wild racist too. It's not that they intentionally chose to be, well, they kind of did, but it's, you just kind of learn these things and like the reading thing, like I, my mom likes to read, my dad likes to read. And so I like to read. It's not that I intentionally said, I'm going to do like this, do, do this like my dad and my mom or whatever. It's just like you're around it and you pick it up. Well, I think you, you model the behavior you see often. And so if you saw your parents reading, you're more likely to pick up a book. I wanted the conversation not just to be about our moms, but also about our grandmothers as well. So I know I have a lot of fond memories of spending time with my grandmother and just listening to her tell stories. My grandmother was a storyteller. She was a seamstress. She was a cook. And I'm trying to think what else she did. She was a mom. She had a lot of kids. Uh, I think she had about five, five of them. So 
but she was she was just a really sweet person and when I think of her I think of a lady who was always trying to find the best in other people and I feel like that's how I want to be like my grandmother I want to see the best in others and one of my early mem- earliest memories of my grandmother is listening to her tell me stories of her childhood growing up in on a farm and being with her brothers and her sisters and just listening to her. I, th- I think that the fact that I'm doing this podcast now is just a form of me being like her in some ways, like while this podcast is more question and answer centered and not so much storytelling, I think it falls in that same vein where I'm sharing things from my life and lessons that I've learned with other people. And that's pretty much what she did. She was definitely a light in our family because I remember just seeing so many different family members come to our house because I grew up with my grandmother living with us and so many family members would come and see her and they would talk. They would just carry on these different conversations and I was just always a fly on the wall because at that time, it was definitely a belief that kids were not really supposed to engage. So I knew I wasn't really allowed in the conversation, but I just liked listening to the stories. So I would just kind of keep a close air nearby and just listen to them talk about all their, you know, friends and cousins and just growing up and, you know, their life livelihood. And so I think that's what all grandmothers do. Uh, Cause my grandma would, she was a seamstress and she would be on the phone literally all day talking to people every once in a while she'd step out and like hey stop find your brother or whatever but she was just on the phone all the time and then my mom would come over and they'd talk for hours and it was like god so much talking so i think grandmothers are supposed to just talk a lot (laughs) well i guess also like they have a lot of experience and they get they gotta pass that stuff one or whatever because i know uh when i was younger when i was in college i used to tell my grandmother died when i was in high school and then I, in college, I used to hang out with my great aunt, my grandmother's sister, because she reminded me of, the, of my grandmother. And it was, I don't know, it was just like I missed my grandmother. So I would hang out with her. And a lot of times she'd be telling me about people she went to church with or whatever. I didn't know who these people were, but it was still like comforting in some way or whatever. I don't know. It was cool to hang out with her, even though I didn't know what she was talking about. And sometimes she would tell me the same story multiple times within a short span of time. Was that the aunt that I met when we were in college? Yeah. Oh, I remember her. And I think, you know, just thinking about that experience and us dating in college and we would go visit her, I think it was, you know, I, I enjoyed being around people who were older. And I think that's a direct... Is directly because I grew up with my grandmother. So just like you found it comforting 
because she reminded you of your grandmother. I just found it comforting just being with older people. I'm the youngest out of five sisters and my grandmother was 77 when I was born. And so I just grew up around old people (laughs) um, in my life. And so when I'm around them, I feel like I'm always given a lot of wisdom and just, I just like learning from other people. And so when we would go visit her in college, even though her stories were repetitious, I thought they were interesting. And she she definitely had a good heart. And it always was reflected in how warm she was. She was always welcoming. And I think it really made her day when we would go visit her. So I think that's part of what... I don't know the best way to say it, but it's, it's like part of what made it uh, appealing to me. Because I know, like, I used to, back before I met you, I would go to visit her. And, like, there was girls on campus who'd be like, so where are you going or whatever. And I'm like, hey. And they were like, hey, can I go? Whatever. And i tell them where I was going. And they're like, oh, never mind. But, uh, so, like, I guess the point I'm making, I was, I was leaving, not doing things that would have seemed appealing to me at the time. And instead going to hang out with her. And I think part of it was, for me, from my perspective, was it made her happy to see somebody that was related to her, even if it wasn't like her her sister or whatever. It was, you know, it was me, but she was still happy to have someone to talk to and some be around family and stuff like that. And uh, I think being around older people like that, you do, like you say, you learn a lot, but also a lot of times they enjoy cooking for you and it's like you're you're making them happy by coming your presence makes them happy and they get enjoyment from being able to help you with hey here's some food i know you're in college you ain't got no money i'll cook you some dinner yeah when i think of my grandmother she was always trying to be hospitable and serve others when they came to the house i feel like that was just the era in which they le- they live and that was expected if somebody was coming to visit you would fix them food. Like that was the etiquette of the day. I feel like we've definitely gotten away from that now. We're like, uh, you have to call first. You got to give me some advance notice. Let me know what you want. What's your diet? I feel like there's a, a lot that goes into if you show up at somebody's house and you expect them to feed you. It's just not going to happen. It's just a whole different time. And so I think... What I've learned is those old times definitely had merit. And, you know, it may not be our vibe today, but it's okay to incorporate some of those things because it is a part of our past and it's comforting. So it's great memories. Yeah, so one thing I remember about my grandma, uh, so when I was younger, I guess before I was school age, I used to spend the day with my grandmother. And I think I mentioned it already. Um, like she had a, well, my grandfather mainly did the gardening, but she would help. And so I would help them in the garden. I would help around the house. Like, so I became at that younger age, I was already familiar with like doing chores and stuff like that. And I used to help her in the kitchen with cooking and stuff like that. Um, but she kind of inspired me to pursue art 
more heavily because at that age, I was a little kid. I would play with crowns and stuff like that. But I remember she she was a painter and a seamstress and all kinds of other stuff. And so I used to look at her artwork and was like, wow, how'd you do this? Can you help me? Can you draw this person for me or whatever? And she would, she would like give me some pointers, but she would never do it for me. She was always like, you know, you can keep trying, you keep practicing, you'll get better. And I remember one time she actually told me like, oh, okay, you get kind of good. I'm gonna have to step, step my game up because you're becoming a threat. Um, looking back, she was just gassing me up because uh, what I was drawing at the time was not that good. But that encouragement helped uh, push me forward to where you know, I ended up going to college and studying art in college and stuff like that. So uh, I think that's a role that it's important to have in your life with someone who's older and can encourage you and provide guidance and stuff like that. Because one thing I've noticed a lot of times, uh, children don't always listen to their parents, but they'll listen to someone else who says the exact same thing. So having a grandparent or some other figure around that can kind of echo the good advice is helpful. So for me, I think it's very important for me to let my children know that having a mother who listens and who's patient is something that they shouldn't take for granted. So while we're celebrating our moms and we have had positive experiences, I sometimes think of my friends who haven't had positive experiences with their mother. And I know that Mother's Day can be hard for people who don't have good relationships with their mom. And so to you all that may feel like Mother's Day is a sad time, my heart goes out to you. And I think it's a especially important time to reflect on whoever has been nurturing to you. It may not be the person who is a part of your flesh and blood. It may not be the person who you call mom, but hopefully in your life, you may have had a teacher or a friend or somebody who pours into you in a positive way. And I just think this is a time when you reflect on those relationships because you don't have to dwell in the past. I was listening to Nikki Giovanni yesterday and she was like, I don't do the past like that. And I said, what a powerful lesson. Sometimes we get caught up in what happened during our childhood, what happened, you know, years ago, and it hinders us from moving forward. But we have to really just stop in our tracks and say, hey, leave the past in the past. Let me look forward. Let me progress. And Well, you can always find a replacement mom because I didn't have any kind of strained relationship with my mom or anything like that because she's cool. But um, I've noticed throughout my life, I a lot of times will have, not like a replacement mom, because my mom lives in Alabama. I don't live in Alabama, so she's not around me all the time. But a lot of times there are other people in my family or just people I know who help play fill that role, I guess. Like in terms of being there, maybe it's just to cook me a meal or maybe it's to give me some advice or maybe it's to uh, just have somebody to talk to or whatever. And there's always been, not always, but a lot of times I've had someone like that in addition to my mother in my life. And so I'd say if you're in that situation, there are other people. Find somebody. 
people, I mean, yeah, you can find somebody else that can kind of fill that, help fill that role. You don't want to, you know, like, pick somebody at random <laughs> and expect them to just jump into the role. But, I mean, there are a lot of times where you can get the same, I guess, benefits or whatever you want to call it from multiple people and it may not all be from one person or the person who, who birthed you. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily use the phrase replacement mom, but I think it's I mean, important. You can call it whatever you want. A scab, <laughs> a, a, a stand-in, somebody pulling somebody off the bench. I don't know. But I, I, You don't have to tell them that's their, their name. You just, you know, it's just like someone who's uh, helping fill that role in your life. You're right. And I and I think of our neighbors that we used to have. I We had some neighbors who were mothers and fathers to us who just loved us as if we were their own children. And I think when you come across people who love you unconditionally like that, you have to love them back. And thankfully, I feel like we both have a sensitive place in our heart for those who are older than us and we respect our elders. And so we value those relationships. So to everyone who is a mom, we like to wish you a happy Mother's Day. So thanks for listening to this podcast. And if you have any friends that you think this podcast would resonate with, please text them. Let them know that we want them to listen to the Cleverly Changing podcast. Subscribe. Definitely subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. So right now, take out your phone, go to iTunes and leave us a review. All right. Thanks for listening.